Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, excited for the weekend? I am. I mean, it's, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Tomorrow's going to be an absolutely gorgeous autumn Saturdays. Temperatures getting close to around 70, maybe a very nice 69. Great golf weather. Yeah, are you going to golf? No, I'm going hiking. You're doing something outside. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going for. I might uh, throw on some for, copper tone and sit on my front lawn with my speedo on. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I might be going for at least a, a walk, if not a hike. But um, the thing I have to remember this time is the sunscreen because the last time I went for a hike a few weeks ago on the Highline Canal Trail. I forgot my sunscreen. So it's like you're trying to go from shady spot to shady spot. Yeah. So you don't get too much sun. But sometimes you just kind of like to linger, you know. So I've got to make sure I remember the sunscreen tomorrow. That was a big big mistake on my part a few weeks ago. If you are driving in your car and you're a parent and you have kids in the car, I'm going to ask you to turn off the volume for about 15 seconds because I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say as a parent. I never wear sunscreen, ever. Are you, are you going for the Tom Brady TB12 method of just drinking a lot of water? Well, I drink a lot of water anyway. Yeah, that's fair. I'm so but, incre- I am so incredibly dark skinned. I don't burn anyway. Well, good for you. That's right. Yeah, I am. But but my kids, I am incredibly pale. I right. burn at the first. You snap. are because you're from the U. Your your mother's from the UK. And you have that skin tone. Yeah. Same with Mandy. My my daughter, she burns. My son, he burns like a lobster. For me, I mean, people think that I I was in Florida for two weeks in the middle of January because I'm always dark skinned. So no, I, I mean now if I'm vacationing and I'm out in the blazing sun yeah. and I'm at the beach. Then I will put on sunscreen. But here, I don't think I've ever put on sunscreen here. At 5,280 feet above sea level, where the UV rays are a little more well concentrated. Well, let me ask you, are you more worried worried about getting burned or are you more worried about skin cancer? Be honest. I am worried about both in the short term. but, but But generally speaking, what are you more worried about? Skin cancer. Oh, come on. You're worried about getting burned. You don't, you don't want to be all red, and then you start peeling. I get that. That's what most, most people aren't thinking about. Yeah, but that's why I mean short-term, you're, you're worried about getting sunburned. Long-term, where you're worried about uh, melanoma. and I mean Carcinoma, some sort of noma. Nice, nicely done there from Fletch. I mean, I've actually, you know, I, I've, I had it. I actually, a couple of years ago, had to have a little growth on my, on my forearm removed. It was benign. It was nothing. But, you know, it's a little... You know, I've I've got fair skin. I've got moles that basically I'm always kind of yeah. checking out to make sure there are no changes. It's something that I'm very much on guard for. I don't need to know about your little growth, Mace, but thank you for sharing. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Would your little growth eventually become a big growth when you rub it? 
Ay, ay, ay. All right, the Broncos. Yeah, are, are, yeah you know what? I'm trying I mean, to get into Broncos talk. Well, I know, but also, I mean, you said people should not listen. Like, if you have kids in the car, right. don't listen 15 seconds. I think you stretched that out for about 90 seconds. But the truth is, a lot of people are thinking about getting sunburned. Yeah, but you know what? You can think about both. I mean, it's possible to consider both short and long-term implications at the same time. There, there, there. Yeah. You are absolutely right. Amen. Next time I'm vacationing on the sun, I'm going to put on SP1 million. Broncos are preparing as if they will not have Pat Shermer on Sunday against the Eagles. He has tested positive for COVID. Fangio said the play calling duties will be shared, but wouldn't say by who. But then in the last hour, the Broncos have said it's going to be Mike Shula. Yeah, by the way. Who will be not only relaying the calls, but making the final call. I mean, I understand the gamesmanship and he and Vic wants to be secret squirrel about, well, we don't want to tip it off to our to our opponent on who our offensive coordinator is well are they going to go back to when mike shula was the offensive coordinator for the tampa bay buccaneers or maybe when he was the offensive coordinator for the carolina panthers it's pretty much the same playbook yeah i wouldn't say going back to the buccaneers but you might go back to the panthers and of course he worked under pat Shermer with the giants as well it was going to be one of well, either well there are there are a lot of it, similarities well, between bridgewater and camp but, here, but here's MVP the thing season. Right. here well here's the thing though there were two there were basically two possible offensive coordinators mike Schuler, curtis mockins curtis mockins did it in buffalo he did it for a year in san francisco right so if you don't know you're Basically, the Eagles would surely send one of their quality control people on a mission tonight to say, okay, if you dig up any tendencies you can find on Curtis Modkins and Mike Shula, now it'll just be Mike Shula. Well, you know what? You know what the Broncos' tendencies are? Running the ball on second and 13. Yeah. And you and know, you know what, what? You don't have to be a quality control coach to know that. And it worked last week. It worked very well last week. There you go. Yeah. Now they're totally going to throw the Eagles off guard. When it's, when it's third and 27 you know they're going to run it. Well, at that point, you're calling an I give up play on third and 27. Okay. Unless, it's second unless and 17. It's second, and, hey, second and 17. If you can run for 14 yards on second and 17, that's a great call. You'll take that every yeah. time. Okay, with that, how much stock are you going to put into this game with the offensive performance and the play calling as potentially a referendum on Shermer? If he's not coaching, if he's not calling the plays, a referendum, meaning what if Mm. the play calling seems to be exquisite and the Broncos offense is rolling? Well, I think the other thing we'll consider is that Philadelphia's defense is not very good. Okay, well, let's not make excuses. They played a lot of defenses that aren't very good. Right. But the point the point being that you have a defense that's. You know, basically, the last seven games been good for giving up 20, 27 points a game. If the Broncos score 30 points in this game, what do you think the narrative is going to be on Monday? More, more than the Broncos are 6-4. and four. More than the Broncos are in the playoff hunt. More than they're in striking distance of the top spot in the AFC West. What will be the overriding narrative if the Broncos offense scores 30 and they look really good that they've scored third it should be that they've scored 30 no points. i didn't ask you what it should it be it should be that they've scored 30 points i know two what it in should be but, but what do you be. think it will be well it i didn't, will, I didn't it, ask you what people it should are be. gonna are gonna use it at, as a critique of Shermer. there we go they would have scored 30 against dallas a better defense with Shermer calling the plays a and b probably just as great of an impact if not more so is 
the fact that you've gotten Jerry Judy back up to speed and this offense functions much better when he is on the field. I know that you get very frustrated reading your Twitter timeline at times with Broncos fans. But if the Broncos offense plays well. Oh, I'm prepared for it. I'm not, I'm not happy about what people are going to say. But it, it, well, it, what, it's like people who, it's, it's like, it, it's a simple, the problem is. I didn't say I'm going to do it. I'm saying. I'm saying people will. I know. You I know, know it's going to be. I know what it's, I know. Look, if they do exactly what you're saying, I know what's coming. And I already don't like it. What's coming is this. So let me, let me prep you. Shermer never would have called that play. That never would have happened under Shermer. Huh. Shula should be the offensive coordinator. Fire Shermer now. Now let's flip it around. What happens if the offense looks like garbage? Oh, people are then are gonna then gonna say, well, maybe Pat Shermer wasn't so bad after all. And so, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm. I think that's a simplistic. Again, I think it's overreaction. A yes, it's a simplistic overreaction because you know what? It might. It, let's 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 distill it down. You can have a good play call, and if the execution screws up. It's, you know, and and look, we don't like hearing coaches make that kind of excuse, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes the players do screw it up. The other thing I think that's also in play here and something to watch, where is Philadelphia strongest on its defensive side? Say again? Where is Philadelphia strongest on defense? Linebackers. D-line. Well, Linebacker, well, Fletcher Cox. Yeah, front seven. Yeah. Front seven. Front seven. Right, front seven interior, it's right? It's not their secondary. Yeah, front seven interior. And you're going to play this entire game with mostly a backup offensive line. And there, yes, there's a lot of optimism for Quinn Miners in place of Graham Glasgow, but you are playing this game with two backup tackles. Calvin Anderson and Cameron Fleming held up fine last week in place of Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey. What happens this game? What ha- Quinn Miners on Flexure Cox is going to be really interesting because, yes, as strong as Miners is, you know that they're going to probably try to, to get Fletcher Cox one-on-one against him. Miners has talked about how there's a lot of work that Mike Munchak is doing with him on his hand placement and, and pass protection. That was something you didn't really have to do it, you know, at Wisconsin-Whitewater. That, that is the right campus, right? Wisconsin-Whitewater? Yeah, correct. Yeah, the Warhawks. Thank yeah. you. Well, there's a lot of them. There's like, you know, Wisconsin, there's Wisconsin Stout. You know what they would say at Wisconsin Stout? Stout, Stout, drink your way out. There's also, yeah, anyway, but the point is. We're not taking the show off the rails at all. I'm not, yeah. Quinn, My- but the thing is, Quinn Miners had a good game last week. He is about to step up in class in a big way, having to face a defensive tackle who will probably at minimum be a Hall of Fame finalist okay. when all is said and done. This is a huge challenge for him. Coming up after the break, COVID is running rampant through Dove Valley. Colorado, too, really. I'm going to ask you going into the break. Give me a yes or a no. Is it a big loss not having Shermer? Yes or no? Yes. Yes? Yes. Really? Eh. Drew Locke. <laughs> no. As well Austin, as no. I asked for yes or no. We got to hit a break. Try, work with me here. Schlotman, yes or no? No. Ojemudia, yes or no? Maybe. Stranod. No. Oh, good. Because COVID now has, an acro- now has just become an acronym. At Dove Valley. And I'm going to tell you what that acronym is because I just came up with it about 30 seconds ago. That's next. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. Give my 
a butterfly. Sugar, baby. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda. You're going to love what you're driving out there. Take something for a test drive today, and here's a suggestion. Take out the Mazda CX-30, small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, great power, and 32 miles to the gallon on the highway. Again, take one for a test drive today. Remember, at Siltahar Mazda, it is stress-free and hassle-free. Really, that's the way it should be. Get to Broomfield today or go to sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Okay, so the Broncos are going to be without four players for sure and more than likely Pat Shermer for the game on Sunday against the Eagles due to COVID-19. We teased it, but I'm going to ask you this again, okay? It's about the players specifically. Yes or no answer. You've had a chance to think about it. Big loss, not having Locke out there. Not a big loss unless there's another positive test in the quarterback room. It's a great answer to another question. It was a yes or no. Well, I big, think that's. I think my answer is actually more in line with the nuance in place. Okay. Well, we, if, if, oh as God. long as nobody oh, else tests God, positive. Just answer the question. Hey, I'll answer the question the way I want to. It, <sighs> yeah. As long as nobody else tests positive, you won't miss Drew Locke. Right. Nobody else tests positive. Is it a big loss? No. Thank you. Austin Schlotman, big loss? No. Michael Ojemudier, big loss? No. Justin Stranod, big loss. Not with the way Baron Browning and Kenny Young are playing. COVID has just become an acronym. You know what it stands for? What? Count out very irrelevant dudes. That's what it means. Pat Shermer's not irrelevant. I didn't mention Pat Shermer. I mentioned four players. Again, great answer to another question. Those four, it's not going to really hurt them that much. You didn't ask me a question there. I was just commenting on the acronym. There you go. It was, a, it was a pretty clever acronym, wasn't it? I came up with that in a matter of minutes. It was, but at the same time, COVID's killed a lot of people. I'm not sure I would have gone there if I were you, but that's just me. Maybe you're not as clever as I am. Man, I... With that, yeah, how I, concerned... I can't, I can't do it. The pandemic's too serious. I can't, I can't get there. I'm with sorry. that, how concerned are you about COVID racing through the building, even potentially through the bye week that is coming up? I'll tell you what, I'm... I'm I'm less concerned about the building. I'm more concerned about everybody getting away. This it's, state has a really high this state has COVID a problem. right now. It has now. a high COVID Hot rate. Spot. I believe uh, I saw something about one of every 51 people has it. My sister has COVID. Yeah. yeah she's she's in, in Minnesota, though, right? No, she's in my car. She, I put her in the truck. No, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. You always say that. She. That's the second time I've I, that you brought it up and you say she's in your car. No, I brought it up to you yesterday. Yeah. And and you said to me, "Is she here?" And I said, "No, she lives in Minneapolis." No, you That's, did. No, you said she was in my car. She's in my. But car. I knew she was in Minneapolis. She'll be here she over Christmas. Visiting. She'll be here over Christmas. Maybe like and, to say hello. And, and therein lies a, an issue that is probably going to percolate in more than just Colorado and Denver, but the rest of the NFL. 
because we are at the gathering point of the year where, and in the case of NFL players, usually close friends and family come to them because they're busy in the course of a season. And so just because they're, they're here and they don't have a lot of family around doesn't mean that family isn't going to be around here. I'll, I'll, I'll say something about how COVID is affecting the Broncos organization where at first glance, you would think going on the bye weeks a really good thing. The guys aren't around each other, but you know what? If they're not in the building, where are they? They're probably going out. They're probably, and now they are going into the general population, and which could it make back. it worse. And I, and I think one thing that is kind of, worth looking at and maybe even worth looking at with some other teams as well is do we see teams that have a spike in a COVID positive test when they come back from bye weeks? Have because you, unlike have you found like, those numbers, I have, well, I, I, it's just, I just thought about it. I have to research it. Well, let me know after the break. I'm not going to be able to research it to yes, that degree. Com- during no, I, I have full confidence. Danny, no. do you have confidence that Mace can come up with those numbers probably in a matter of I can't that take you it's gotta, a little bit. It's probably a little bit too much data to analyze in the short break we have. Well, clearly, thank you, thank you Danny. Well, thank you, you know for what? Be, thank you for being reasonable and, and understanding you know that a little research takes time. I got to tell you something. I was paying you a nice compliment. Danny here doesn't believe in you. No, Danny, that's great. Danny. Danny is more understanding of no, what's he, involved. No, with no, these you things. can you can slice I, it any way you want. I don't think he believes. In I you. don't want. I believe. In I you. don't want. You. I think you can do. You I, can do it. And I'm you gonna, can do it. And I'm going to tell you, the breaks do not offer enough time for me to do that. I'm the hammer of Thor, but I'm not the encyclopedia of hip-hop. <laughs> there you go. See? And I, I didn't know we still had that drop. That's awesome. I'd found it the other day. And, That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it fit there perfectly, but I like the hammer of Thor thing. I do, too. It's fun. You guys just want to have a conversation? I'll sit, I'll sit back. No, that's okay. That's okay. Talk amongst yourselves. I, you, you and Linda Richmond. First thing I'd have to do is see is is see when everyone had their buy. Second thing I'd have to do would be to go team by team. To we don't see need to know how the sausage is made. Well, no, but I'm just explaining to you why this couldn't this can't happen in a commercial. I am confident. This is not a yeah. I, I'm and I'm here to tell you. you I don't like. I can't handle unrealistic expectations, and it would be an unrealistic expectation to expect me to do that not only in one commercial break, but in the commercial breaks for the rest of the show. I want to share this with all of our listeners and all of our viewers on MileHighSports.com, for those that don't know this. It sounds like Andrew and I are going back and forth, that we're angry at each other. We're not. This is, is, can I I use this term on air? This is. I don't know. I don't know. You have to tell me what it is first. It's ball busting. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so, what this is. So, okay. Here here is the truth to I everybody like to listening, everybody listening and watching out there. For Andrew and I, our relationship is based on two main principles. Trust and confidence. I have no trust in him and he has no confidence in me. <laughs> but you said you trusted me to find the information in a commercial. <laughs> Well, you know what? Every once break. in a while, I can make an exception. Yeah, I appreciate that. But look, it would, it's, this is something that I think the NFL is going to be keeping an eye on it because this is, this is a league-wide thing. Well, clearly, right you've now. been the one hired on this show to do it for them. I, I would appreciate if they would give me a little bit of a kickback if I'm going to do this work. Well, they're not going to have the money after what John Gruden does to them in court. Ooh, way to tease a couple of segments down the line there because uh-huh. we're, we're going to get into that. Yes, we will. And uh, 
That's kind of. I'm sure you have a spicy take. I'm not happy with uh, what Roger Goodell did to me. It's not that, by the way. I think we should. I'll get- always be a Raider, whether we're in Oakland or whether we're in Las Vegas. But I got screwed by Roger Goodell for his witch hunt against me and Mark Davis. I don't appreciate it. I'm not going away from football, and I, it's all about the money for me to get all the money I can from all the owners' pockets, except. For Mark Davis. Have we ever gotten you and Frank Caliendo in the same room to do these impressions against each other? I that, think he's that, much better than I am. Yeah, yours is pretty good. Well, I appreciate you saying that, yeah. Andrew. I will say that, yeah. Cal- Caliendo's a maestro with the impression. Yeah. Although my, my favorite of his, by the way, is is Pat Summerall. You ever hear him? Do, <laughs> no. Like, he'll sometimes do like a Madden Summerall right. kind of mock play-by-play. Like a, yeah. But the Summerall... I, the, his Summerall impression always gets me because it gets like the the short clipped words, the the pauses. Right. You know, you just you, it's one of those things when you do impersonations. And I'm not suggesting yeah. that I'm good at it. Either you get it right away or you don't. Yes. So if you get it right away, then it's kind of like taking a piece of sandpaper to a piece of wood and you're just refining it. Yeah. But if it comes in your head and you want to talk like uh, John John Gruden and you want to talk about sitting in your basement with quarterbacks and all kinds of zip line routes and a route here and an X fly route there. Spider two wide banana. Spider two wide banana. That's going to work for me. But I'm out of a job, and I'm looking to make some money while sitting on my couch from Roger Goodell's pockets. He's just got a raise, so he could probably afford to give me some of his money. I was, You know, didn't you get a settlement from the Raiders when you left there, John? I don't remember if I got a settlement or not, Andrew. I think you're okay. No, I'm not. I'm not doing well. I think well. you're financially okay is what I'm saying. I need, I need money for a makeover because I'm tired of people saying I look like Chucky. Well. And I should get some some there, pal. Andrew, I should get some residuals from those movies. Chucky one, Chucky two. If they come out with the Chucky three, they should start paying. I think there's a series now. Child's play. It's a franchise. Where's my residual? And the television series, you're right. Actually, a new tell is it a new television series? Didn't it just come out? It did, yep. You know what? Now that I think about it, because something just popped into my head Mm -hmm. as I was talking, which is hard for me with my multiple personalities. You could make the case that if you try and do a John Gruden, but you get a little bit more husky, you suddenly become Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, Can you, do, you probably do the Randy, the Macho Man Slim Jim commercial from back in the day. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you, all you're doing is you're, you're right. sliding down. You are just sliding down to a little more, the more of a baritone level. Hulk Hogan, I'm going to beat you with a Slim Jim. It also sounds like you're really straining to get something out there, too. Right. I mean, just, I always thought the, the key to a Randy Macho Man Savage Ooh, was, yeah. was picture a really difficult, enduring a really difficult bowel movement. That show, that, uh, that didn't, that, dur- during dinner time, you just went there. It's for it's where is it? Di- oh, it's dinner in Florida. Early bird my, my, special. My mom's listening, or, or in the early bird. Yeah. yeah, she's probably yeah. She's probably got a beach towel on and a bucket of chicken in front of her right now, doesn't she? Oh gosh, no, it's not the early bird in Florida. It's six six thirty. Oh, they're. I mean, it's it's almost nap time. They missed the early bird. You know what the I average mean, age in Florida is? 
53? Deceased. Oh, Coming up after boo. the break, we're going to do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We're going to talk about the Denver Broncos and see if they can beat the Eagles. I don't even know what the hell that was. Maybe I should do a Bill Clinton imitation. Well, that's not bad. Like, your your uh, bubba isn't bad. I did not bet on the Broncos, especially Pat Shermer having COVID. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Right, so we were talking about Ted Lasso in the yeah. break. and uh, Ted Lasso? He wants to do, you want to do lead tasso. By the way, do you know why? Shut up, Mason! Do you know why that, that they put that scene in there? No. Do you, okay, are you familiar with how the genesis of Ted Lasso, how it started with a couple of, of, of short films that NBC did to promote their Premier League coverage? Yes. Like, of how they did that. Because the character, as presented in those commercials, was arrogant, off off the chain, right? And they they did that as a way to harken back to the original interpretation of the character before they refined they refined it for the show as somebody who was just basically trying to do good right. in every way. Because that 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 personality wouldn't have sustained a show, right? But the one that they end up settling on did. But they wanted to kind of call back to those commercials. And that's why in the second season, you see the scene of Ted Lasso becoming Led Tasso, who right. is, yeah, touch your toes. Touch your toes. <laughs> right. I'll tell you this. If you haven't seen it, so I, we talked about just the other day, and I decided to get it on Apple TV. Mandy got it as well. We're watching this stuff You together. are binging it. This is impressive. We, well, we've been through the entire first season and two episodes of well, only 30 minutes. Yeah. But I will say this. This show reminds me, having nothing to do with the plot, okay, reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of the show 24 with Keith, Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is why I'm saying this. The first, To me, 24 is the greatest television series Ever created. You've said that a bunch of times. Ever yep. created. It really is. With that, the first season was just okay. It was good, but the second season, it's as if the writers were on steroids or they got new ones. And the and the depth of the plot was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And it was smart. The first season of Ted Lasso was cute and it was funny. But in the two episodes I have seen. There is so much depth. It's still super funny. Yeah. There is so much depth concentrating on mental issues and and social issues. It is so brilliantly written. It's hard to be it's hard to have a show, I think, that is comedic in nature, yet does such a nice job of weaving in important issues of today. Right. And they do it with such a great sense of humor. It's a wonderful show. 
we got it. We got to hit. Uh, it's almost like think of it this way: the uh, twenty-four and Ted Lasso, as good as the first seasons are, they're about kind of setting up the characters, their rationales, Correct. et cetera, right. for the real stuff right. that happens after that. I'd be willing to bet within about five minutes if I listen to him enough, I could do a really good impersonation of Roy. Yeah, that'd be funny. You know what? I might work on that. Time now for what's trending. <laughs> what's trending right. is presented by Masterpiece right. Roofing. Ah. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today. Okay, uh, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty, Cal, Kane, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast per FanDuel Sportsbook. Broncos, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Eagles. You taking the Broncos and giving the points? I'm taking the Broncos, and I'm giving the points. I think uh, yeah, Philadelphia's defense has struggled. I mean, they had that, that great performance against Detroit, but it was against Detroit. But still... Even incorporating that, their last seven games, they're allowing twenty. They're allowing twenty-seven points a game. The Broncos are coming off their best offensive performance. I think they've figured out a formula. If they don't deviate too far from it, they should be fine. Philadelphia's offense will make some plays. The RPO will cause some problems, so that's going to put a little pressure on the Broncos' offense to kind of uh, make sure that they're on pace. I think they go. I think they hit thirty for a second consecutive game. So I've got the Broncos and I've got the over. I'll tell you what I have flashing in my head. It was many, many years ago when Michael Vick and the Atlanta Falcons came to town. And I'm not suggesting Jalen Hurts is Michael Vick. And I'm certainly not suggesting Jalen Hurts is uh, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting that either. Lamar Jackson had a day in the air. And it's going to be really tricky on how they defend this kid in terms of passing the ball and running the ball. Michael Vick had a good had a good passing day, but he ran the ball down the Broncos' throats that day. As a matter of fact, I still think he's running from a dog catcher. Hey, now. But I digress. I would take the over as well. I would take the over as well. This and might I would be take really, the Broncos, and I would give the points. This might be a really fun game. Might be. But then again, when you look at the injury list, not the COVID list, the injury list, yeah. it is very concerning when you look at their starting three essentially new offensive linemen, or I should say backups. They were fine against the Cowboys. Let's see what happens now that they are all on tape. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, that's the thing. You can get by uh, for a week with backups pretty much anywhere. Any, any, anyone can get through a week. Once the film accumulates and you start attacking that, and I, I would think if you're Philadelphia – one of the things you're probably going to try to do is you're probably going to try to for, to to force the Broncos in terms of your defensive formations. You may you may be stacking the box in this game because you don't because if they stack the box, I think you're going to see the Broncos throw, and I believe that's what the Eagles want the Broncos to do. No, they no, don't. Not so much. The, no, it's no, not. They don't. No, they want those O linemen in pass pro. That's what it's about. Right. It's not that Teddy Bridgewater can't beat them by throwing to Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Ju- Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. It's about getting the offensive line in a disadvantageous situation. If they're in pass pro rather than doing a lot of run blocking, that's probably where the Eagles want the Broncos duct taped offensive yes. line to be. You, you would rather have Teddy Bridgewater beat you yes. than the combination of Melvin Gordon 
and Javante Williams. So I expect, I expect to see a lot of stacked boxes in this game. But I will say this. If that's what they want to do, Teddy Bridgewater has a chance to do something that five other quarterbacks have done this season against the Eagles' defense. Five times this season, mm-hmm. quarterbacks have completed over 80% of their passes. Yeah. Now think about that. Over 80% of their passes. And Bridgewater's already good at 70% this year. He could go over 80 What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? The Nuggets have two games to finish out a five-game homestand before we will be back in the studio on Monday. We'll preview those games next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. And, man, if you go there, you're going to get wholesale pricing, like I said, and you've seen their lumber all over town. They are in Empower Field. They are in uh, Coors Field as well. And you're going to get it the best price out there. With that, I want to bring in my golfing partner, who happens to be the marketing director for Rocky Mountain Forest Products. How are you, Ty? I'm good, Eric. Thanks for the introduction. I'll tell you something. You guys sell wood, but man, off the tee, your woods are pretty straight and far. Well, I appreciate that. You know, the other week was a little up and down, but, you know, we got through it. So We did. We did. I mean, we, we, we were the big hitters off the tee, weren't we? We, we absolutely were, yeah. I, I, would, I would have to agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to talk to you about, you know, a topic that is very, you know, sensitive right now, and that is inflation. And all these prices are going up for bread and milk and eggs and aluminum and lumber. But how much is that really affecting you because of the relationships that you guys have had for decades? So, yeah, I mean, where, you know, that is the big story is inflation. It was up 6% in October, and... Uh, yeah, that's something that really the lumber industry isn't really dealing with, at least our side of the lumber industry, which is fencing, decking, and siding. We don't really, we're not seeing that too much because we do work so closely with the mills that we've kind of been grandfathered in on a lot of things. So we get to bypass, you know, a lot of these um, inflation prices and everything and get just, yeah, we get wholesale pricing and we get to pass those along to you. So where, you know, a lot of other things are getting marked up, you know, three, four, five dollars, all of our stuff, we're pretty much just, you know, selling at cost so it really it really is beneficial for you to check us out you brought up something the relationships that you have with the mills i'm going to bring up another really good business example many many decades ago actually southwest airlines struck a deal to buy gasoline at a really cheap price and that's why the flights always seem to be lower on southwest than they were united delta so on and so forth is that what is kind of going on right now with you guys and the mills and then you have the big box stores who don't have those relationships and those retail prices are skying yeah i mean pretty much just because yeah we've we've been in business now for 47 going on 48 years with some of these mills and 
yeah, I mean, they've they've got to see numerous members of the company. They've known, you know, the former owner to the owner now. I mean, it's been a whole thing. And, yeah, 45 years of rapport has really paid off just because, yeah, like I said, we get first come, first serve. And, they, you know, we, we know each other pretty well. We're almost like a family to an extent. So, yeah, it's just it's a really good relationship that we do have with them that, you know, does in the end help customers. Please take this question the right way because, you know, businesses want to make money. But you want to do right by your customers. I'm guessing you could sell retail if you want to and make a lot more money. Why don't you? Well, that's just that is the nice thing is we actually do sell retail. We sell both. We sell contractors and retail. So, I mean, it. it it's the best of both worlds. And the thing is, if a retail person, if a retail customer was to come into our any of our locations, they're going to get treated just as if they were a contractor. And if they do need help along the way, then we have more than enough knowledgeable staff members to actually walk them through each each step, each process from, you know, getting blueprints to actually mapping out the whole thing to the material itself. But for a guy like me walking in off the street, I get wholesale pricing, right? You absolutely do. Yeah, it's there's no change in pricing. It's you know, we're as transparent as can be. Dumbest question of the day. I walk into uh, Home Depot. Am I getting wholesale pricing? I don't know if you're going to get home sa- or wholesale uh, no, pricing, but I'll tell you, yeah. I can tell you right now, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be as knowledgeable. No, not at all. And the pricing's not going to be good either. With that, how do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, just go check out our website, as Eric mentioned, rmft.com. Uh, check out our Facebook and Twitter feeds. Those are also Rocky Mountain Force products. And, yeah, no, we have a ton of blogs, and, yeah, if you ever have any questions, please feel free to call. Our sales guys are always happy to help. By the way, playing golf this weekend is supposed to be really nice. Is it supposed to be really nice? 70 it's tomorrow. Cold the, past, the past couple days. It's going to be in the 70s tomorrow. All right, maybe. That might be on the uh, docket then. How are you going to get a tee time that fast? I mean, I know you could probably pull a few strings. I was going to say, I'll just, I just look around. I pretty much will take whatever. Yeah. All right, listen, have a great weekend, all right? Yep, you too, Eric. See you, Ty. All right, bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Nuggets play twice over the weekend, closing out a five-game homestand, the Atlanta Hawks at Ball Arena tonight, and then Portland on Sunday. Both the Hawks and the Trailblazers are below 500, but they got a couple of great point guards in Trey Young and Damian Lillard. Who's the bigger challenge for the Nuggets? Trey Young. Simply for the fact that Dame Lillard hasn't been Dame Lillard this year, just for that reason alone. Exactly. I mean, Trey Young's a better player. I mean, the Hawks, it's it's a mystifying 4-8 and eight start they're off to right now, especially the way they played uh, after installing Nate McMillan as a coach last season and how they played in the playoffs. So uh, really, the Hawks are as disappointing as any team in the NBA right now, but um, you still have to go with Trey Young, who is, uh, who, who's just a more complete and better player at this moment. Just in case you missed it, huge game tonight on the pitch. You guys were talking about Ted Lasso earlier. USA and Mexico playing a World Cup qualifier tonight. 
The U.S. men's national team manager Greg Berhalter says his side has, quote, a long way to go, unquote, to get respect of the to get the respect of their rivals to the south. Is that lack of respect for the U.S. men's national team present throughout international soccer? And how do they earn said respect? Hundred percent. I mean, it's uh, you know basically losing to the Americans. If you are a high level team, if you're a top ten team in the world, it's regarded as a joke. Even even though the U.S. Yes, they missed the 2018 World Cup in Russia, for, but for the better part of the last two decades, they've been perennially in the top 20, top 25 of the FIFA World Rankings. That that shows that uh, when they make the World Cup finals, they belong. Now, that being said, you know the U.S. and Mexico, it's a huge rivalry. Mexico has been the better in this rivalry in the last few cycles. The U, but it's gonna be it's gonna be played in Cincinnati. The U.S., by the way. U.S. soccer always want always has this game in Ohio when they host Mexico in World Cup qualifying. You know why? No. Well, they're trying. A lot of places you play in the country, Mexico is going to have more fans, including when the U.S. and Mexico played here in June. Mm-hmm. So they chose Ohio because they don't play them in huge stadiums. They play them in soccer specific stadiums. About tonight's going to be in Cincinnati, twenty six thousand. But another reason they focused on Ohio, Cincinnati, and a lot of games in Columbus over the years is because there is a low con- it's Ohio has one of the lowest concentrations of people of Mexican descent in the entire country. I think Maine would be. A I good was going to go too. with yeah. Maine. What about Alaska? It's not too far from Boston, though. Okay. See, that's it, it's. How like about Alaska? There's no place that can host a soccer. A, a no, I'm talking about a Mexican population. Probably very low. It's got to be low. It's got to be lower. They're than not going to. But they're not going to have the game in Alaska. Why? Because there's no venue that seats more like five thousand people, and they want to at least have twenty five thousand. Make Hawaii? some money off How about of Hawaii? it. Hawaii. Hawaii is a very uh, multi ethnic place. Uh, not Mexican. Yeah. Multi. How about the U.S. Virgin Islands? It's a territory, and the Virgin U.S. Virgin Islands has its own team. New Hampshire. <laughs> It's near Boston. Vermont. Not too far from Boston, New York. They did it like North based on, Dakota. They did it based on... North, no, get North yeah. Dakota. High okay, fine. population. You can have it in really? North Dakota. North Dakota. You can have Let's it in go North to Pierre, South Dakota. We'll, we'll check out the demographics there. But they've been playing U.S.-Mexico World Cup qualifiers because this matchup comes up every four years. The U.S. hosts it once. And they, they How about Wyoming? One down in There's Azteca. probably more cattle in Wyoming than there are people. The problem is, it's tough, but for them, it's near Denver. It's near Colorado. They ba- they did it based on like a 180-mile radius from the cities. How about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? I know they don't like Jewish people. I'm sure they don't like Mexican oh, people. Anyway. So that's so anyway, that that's that is why they put there there's a lot of research that has gone into playing this game in Ohio. It's usually been in Columbus. Mm-hmm. It's now in Cincinnati at the new stadium that right. that that hosts FC Cincinnati most of the year. And so it'll it'll be it'll be a raucous crowd. But when they play that game anywhere else, Mexico has basically a home Pitch advantage that they're not going to have in Cincinnati. That being said, interesting game tonight. Christian Pulisic, he's going to come off the bench probably as a sub sometime in the second half. They're going to try to probably hang in there until they can get him back out back out there to hopefully finish it off. I'm calling 2-1 U.S. You know where they should I'm have optimistic. it? Evansville, Indiana. They don't want people from Mexico there. That's where the Klan was founded. Trust me. Uh-huh. No, no one outside of white people are going to Evansville, Indiana. You know that cow brain sandwiches are a uh, delicacy in Evansville, Indiana? I'm not surprised. Yeah. 
Yeah. Although not cow brain, now they've changed to other brains since yeah. Mad Cow Disease. But yeah, fried brain sandwich is an item on the menu at Evansville restaurants. Yeah, I want no part of that. I I think it was Martinsville. I, they say that Evansville is where the Klan was founded. I believe it was Martinsville, Indiana. So I was in a fraternity, mainly Jewish. We used to have to drive through Martinsville, Indiana. Why? And we would joke like we would speed through that town like we ever got pulled over. Yeah. It's like, oh, Goodman. Would you please step out of the car? Goldberg, will you please step out of the car? It was the running joke, but sadly, it's true. <sighs> Man. We have some real questionable spots in this country. <laughs> All right, that was uh, Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Also, their sales staff, they can help you design an entire kitchen. They can also help you find something to fit your budget, Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville. You can find them in uh, Littleton. And you can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Teddy Bridgewater has the opportunity to have a career day on Sunday. Sounds nuts, right? Career day against the Eagles, really? We'll tell you why next. <laughs> 